Hey, what is up, guys? Today's episode is brought to you by the incredible sponsors of the program, ChemicalFreeBody.com. If health and wellness is a priority for you, then check out the incredible products over at ChemicalFreeBody. Plant-based nutritional supplements from Super Greens, my favorite, with all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, and micronutrients in just one single scoop. Toss it in your glass of water, your shake, your smoothie, however you want to do it. They also have other incredible products, gut detoxers, anti-inflammatories, immune boosters, and so much more. ChemicalFreeBody.com and check out that promo code, it's me, all one word, it's me for discounts at your checkout. And look, we have so many different insurance policies in our life. And if the last couple years has taught you anything, it taught me that storable food needs to be on that list. Prepare with itsme.com, the incredible products over at My Patriot Supply. They have four-week supply of food, three-month supply, all products with up to a 25-year shelf life. Have the peace of mind, ladies and gentlemen, of having storable food and have that supply on deck. It's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And uh, if you have, you know, shaving needs like nice chrome domes like me, SkullShaver.com is a whole new concept in face and head shaving. The products offered over there include men's head shavers, face shavers, hair clippers, and trimmers. And ladies, we haven't forgot about you with the butterfly kiss. And we also have a large selection of accessories to make your life that much more simple. All of the shavers come with uh, removable, washable blades made of premium Japanese stainless steel to ensure flawless results. It just makes it so much easier. You can get your shaving done anytime, anywhere, in or out of the shower. It gets no better. Skullshaver.com, front slash discount, front slash it's me. All of the links to these incredible products will be in the description of this episode. So without further delay, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. Everything, everything. Everything gonna be all right this morning. All right. What's up, guys? Wow, it really, really took me a minute to hit record on this one. Because today it's going to be, we're going to embody the title of this program. It's me speaking to you today. You just got me today. Yeah, on this fine Monday, the year of our Lord, 2022. It's tough because I don't. I'm, I'm always doing this, talking to other people. Never really talk to myself. Don't like talking about myself, so it's going to be a little interesting. But, um, where do I start? I just over the last several. I mean, things have changed in my life. Like everybody's life changes. The immutable law of the universe. So all life changes. But I kind of want to explain some of it because I get messages sometimes, oftentimes about what's going on what happened to the conspiracy farm what happened to pat no explanation was given necessarily and i actually <clears throat> was out of town this weekend and i branded some people who were kind of familiar with what i've been doing and they had a lot of questions um just how i got into it etc and after talking to them i was like you know what that might not make a terrible episode as a comic book fan um i always liked the origin stories like how a superhero got their powers. So that's kind of what's going to be today. Just a kind of a debrief, <clears throat> a debrief, unpackaging the last, I don't know, a few years, several months, etc. So where do we start? Um, as I don't know how far people go back with me. Could be just a conspiracy farm. Could be OG fans of the It's Me Speaking to You podcast. Because that's really where my podcasting career, quote unquote, started. And I'll get into that. But um, I graduated from Columbia College. Um, with a degree in t film and TV production. And so 
Following that, I moved down here to St. Louis and worked in TV and production for several years. A um, little bit of everything. Production assistant, grip, gaff, location scout, art department. You name it, I did it. Well, not literally, because I did everything pretty much except for touching the camera. No assistant directing, no assistant camera or anything like that. But just um, a lot of the other roles that go into film and TV production. So again, I did that for several years. And then it just um, <clears throat> it slowed down. It slowed down quite a bit. Uh, for a variety of reasons. Um, and once that kind of slowed down, I was kind of adapting on the fly, figuring out what was next. And I always wanted to get into um, voiceover work. I always wanted to be a voiceover actor. So over the course of a couple of weeks, I recorded a uh, voiceover demo and submitted it to a local agency and got signed that day and literally the next day i had my first gig first voiceover gig for the department of defense and it was off to the races i was doing voiceover work for a while um and my agent was like hey you're you know halfway not hideous you should get some headshots and it wasn't i always wanted to just be a voiceover actor i really didn't want to get into the on-camera side of it i mean i wasn't too mad at it but obviously i did it i got some headshots and again, it was off to the races, man. Started booking some on-camera gigs. Um, <clears throat> wound up doing a lot of, re you know, some regional stuff, some national stuff. I was in a Verizon wireless commercial, which was national. Um, and even in the voiceover, you know, McDonald's, Facebook, Boeing, uh, Pet Centric. I mean, just a lot of different stuff, man. And then all, even the on-camera stuff, I did some like Missouri tourism stuff. I appeared in the TV show uh, Burn Notice, if you guys remember Burn Notice, pretty dope show for years ago, several years ago. Um, I was the spokesman, I guess you could say, for a hot minute for a company called NCR, National Cash Register. You see them like ATM, self-service, kiosks. Um, so did did all that for a while. And again, it was just one of those things. It kind of dried up because in the state of Missouri, they don't have a lot of union work here. And since when I joined SAG, so I've been in the Screen Actors Guild since um, 2006 or seven, I think it is. And as a union member, you can't do non-union stuff. So that kind of um, curtailed a lot of that. And then it was like, <clears throat> what to do next? It was, um, I, just, I just wanted to stay busy, wanted to keep the creative juices flowing, keep the, keep the sword shop. And so this was before everybody had a podcast. There were a lot of podcasts out there, but I think it was two, I don't even remember exactly what year, uh, several years ago, I started the It's Me Speaking to You podcast. I wanted to model it. I mean, the tagline is a variety of guests discussing a variety of, of stuff. And I wanted to model it after a Joe Rogan, because that's kind of what he does is talk to a little bit of everybody about everything. I mean, granted, no one's putting up Joe Rogan numbers or getting $200 million Spotify deals, but um, that was the premise behind that. And my first guest, honestly, when I told people I wanted to be a podcaster, get into podcasting again, this is before the ocean of podcasts was created. And not mad at people who have a podcast. God love you. I was like, yeah, I want to start a podcast. Like, what do you think you are, Joe Rogan? Trying to be Joe Rogan? Like, no, I'm just trying to be me, you know. And my first guest, and when I told people who I was trying to get on at the time, my first guest was UFC Hall of Famer Pat Milicic, and it was. One thing I learned about people, like they will project their fears onto you, the things that they can't or won't do. They try to tell you you can't do it. And so it was kind of daunting at first. But, you know, I'm one of those you missed 100 percent of the shots you don't take. What's the worst he could say? No. And so when I hit him up, he's like, yeah. And so Pat Militich was my first guest. And um, again, it was off to the races. And if people wonder why on that podcast network, the It's Me Speaking To podcast starts at episode 100. 
the first 99, I would have to say, I would consider like a training ground of podcasting, which really served me well, you know, but I had, you know, big guests, small guests, people well-known, people not so well-known on the first 99 episodes. And Pat was one of them I had on several times. And um, one of the segments at the end of each podcast, whoever it was, whether it was a scientist, forensic pathologist, actor, sports person, I didn't care who it was. I had a segment called the Conspiracy Triangle of Doom. And it was three questions. The three questions were, if I remember them, do you believe in extraterrestrial life intelligence out there? Do you believe in the official story of 9-11? And do you believe in the official story of JFK, the Kennedy assassination? So, um, yeah, I would ask that of all my guests. Um, I got some interesting answers. It was kind of cool because it was kind of interesting to see where people stood on those, you know, rather controversial issues. Some people, and I won't mention any names, hit me up afterwards like, yeah, can you erase that part? I don't want, you know, conspiracies have always been, quote unquote, uh, kind of hot topic, third rail, not near as controversial as it is now. You know, you can get canceled and whatever, all that shit for it. So, but um, after one of the times Pat was on, he asked um, if I wanted to co-host a a podcast with him. He had been kicking around called The Conspiracy Farm. And I thought he was just ribbing me, man, for like the long... I was like, yeah, he's bullshit. I mean, it was just... You know, I was kind of in my own head about a lot of things, and that's kind of another part I kind of passed up or I haven't mentioned. You know, I... I wasn't nearly as secure with my abilities and confident in myself. So when I started, it's me speaking to you. It was really um, me kind of getting out of my own way. And, you know, some of the incredible guests I had wound up having, like C.T. Fletcher, uh, world record-breaking strongman, like he really helped flip the switch. And me believing in myself, as corny as it sounds, he had a video called Unchain Your Mind. And like one night, it just like the flip, the switch got flipped, man. And I woke up the next day, um just like dude host your own podcast and i wound up producing like a tv show called the hot seat here in st louis so it's like it really once again i got out of my own way like a lot of things start happening so um and like i said then it's me speaking to you happen etc and you know pat asked me to do the show and it took us a few weeks to kind of get everything together but we started man and it was really it was crazy dude it was once again off to the races and it was, I think, right before, I think we started cons- the Conspiracy Farm in March of 2016. So it was before, uh, yeah, it was before Trump got in. And it was up him against Hillary. And we just, you know, we wound up having, you know, all kinds of guests on if people are familiar. And, and by the way, on my podcast network, or that podcast network, you, the archives of the Conspiracy Farm are still there. Um, it's on all the platforms, you know, Audacity, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Spotify. You can still find the archives of the Conspiracy Farm. But, yeah, we wound up having some amazing conversations, man, with some amazing people. I strongly suggest if you want to get a decent grasp on what we're seeing today, episode 150 with the late Rosa Quarry is definitely one you want to check out. And, you know, what's cool about it, that's why the archives, you know, I'm leaving them up there just for a variety of reasons. But so much of the stuff we talk about is still very, very relevant today from episode one to the last one we did, I think, was episode 168. I mean, and like I said, the one with Rosa Corey talking about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. um, It's all so very relevant today. And we were really, you know, in the kind of the final stages of the farm over COVID, we were just cranking out episodes after episodes. To the point where we were we were beating like on, at least on the news and politics section on iTunes we were beating like mainstream news stuff CNN Fox and just other stuff I think I think the highest we got was like maybe fifty of the rank of like the two hundred shows are on there anyway we were just we were killing it man we were killing it um 
but it's something i mean and i'm not this is just me there's a plenty of podcasts out there who stayed in the game and are still killing it and kudos to them but it's 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 taxing man to produce that show to co-host it to do like not only just to, to book the guests the show prep man like i i didn't treat that stuff lightly i would spend hours and hours doing show prep and the subject matter was pretty I mean, it was pretty heavy shit, man, from, you know, stuff we're seeing today, Agenda 21, Satanic Ritual ritual Abuse, and I mean, it was literally after the one we had, I believe her name was Fiona Barnett, talking about Satanic Ritual Abuse, I was just like, I looked at Pat, and I'm like, fuck, bro, I'm like, this is, this is, you know, this is killing me, man, this is, so that's actually when we kind of had the yin to the yang and started doing everything combat, because life is a fight, it was more about people who overcame a lot of hard stuff to to be who they became. You know, we talked to people like Dan Gable, um, pinched myself when I got a chance to talk to George Foreman. So we trying to tried to balance out the dark with the light of everything combat. And, you know, we had a radio show for a short run on ESPN in our hometown. And, you know, things just kind of, like I said, changes the immutable law of the universe and everything has its season, man. And uh, just we just started doing the show less frequently. Pat had a lot of stuff going on in his life personally, going through a divorce. You know, I was moving around a lot between here and St. Louis and Davenport, uh, just working on different things. And we just started doing it less and less in tandem with the fact that it was really, you know, it was it was tough to do, like I said, because it was it was pretty draining. And, you know, the coupe de grasse, if you will, um, and this was, again, it wasn't the be-all, end-all things, but, you know, Pat wound up going to D.C. on January 6th, wasn't in the Capitol, wasn't near the Capitol, not, did nothing wrong except exercise his First Amendment right to assemble and free speech, etc. But because he's Pat Militich, he got his pictures taken with a lot of people, and one, I guess, one of the guys had, I don't know, the OK symbol, which I guess is now a white power sign, which I was unaware of. But again, this culture now, this cancel culture, the threshold for, you know, showing any any level of supposed, I mean, whatever it is, is very low. And he wound up losing his announcing job and, you know, in tandem with what he was going through with, with his divorce and stuff. I mean, it was just, it, it was a lot was on the plate, man, personally and professionally for both of us, quite frankly. And that just didn't lend itself to doing the show as consistently as we had been doing it. And then by the end of the day, it's just, you know, we just pretty much just stop doing it altogether. And, you know, I'm, an, I'm, an, I never say never about the, you know, the conspiracy farm. Like right now it's pretty much on hiatus indefinitely and kind of semi-retired, but you know, it's like almost like a professional fighter or a professional wrestler. Maybe I got one more good run in me. So, you know, stay tuned on that. Who knows how things are going, but Pat's killing it now. We, we just, you know, kind of texted. He's actually going to be on my show here coming up in a couple of weeks. He's doing some really, really cool stuff. Um, with organic soil, organic fertilizers, where he's going to get all into it, man. Because, and, and again, at the end of the day, he was, we kind of beat, not beat a dead horse, but we kind of, we were talking about all the woe in the world. And again, it's taxing. So we, we kind of both started agreeing, man. This kind of what helped enter everything combat. We started thinking, like, what's the solutions? You know, we, we've talked about all the fucked up things that's going on and the fucked up things that are still going on. What are some of the solutions? And so we wanted to start working from that standpoint. And that's what he's gone out and he is doing. He's, you know, he is being the change he wants to see in the world, working with these organic fertilizers. And he's going to talk all about it. And as far as me, you know, I I really enjoyed podcasting. And I really always enjoyed it's me speaking to you and talking to different people. 
And, you know, with the platform we created, you know, we got a lot of listeners over 100 countries, you know, 4 million plays, 4 million plus plus plays. So I didn't want the, the work that had been put in on the platform just to completely go to waste. So I wanted to basically rebrand, rebrand the platform. You know, like I said, the Conspiracy Farm is still there. But I also the role of that podcast network is to hopefully give people up and coming podcasters, um, you know, a platform that it's it's not small. Um, because you know, with the ocean of podcasts out there now, it's some people don't mind just doing it and kind of toiling in obscurity, et cetera. But some of them, there's some really good ones out there that, you know, becomes one of those, if you got a hundred dollar bills on sale for a nickel, but nobody knows it, you know, you're kind of pissing in the wind a bit. But so as we talked about in one of our last episodes, the podcast network, if anybody knows anybody or you yourself have a podcast that you want on a larger platform than just starting from scratch, hit me up. And we can talk about it because, again, we have a pretty there's a pretty large audience. And, you know, and again, with rebranding, it's a free market kind of thing. Not everybody is smelling what we're cooking, what I'm cooking right now with the podcast network. They want to go back to, you know, the fire and brimstone. And again, the archives of the conspiracy farm are still there. And so I'm without a doubt, like any rebranding, you're going to lose some of your old faithfuls and you're going to gain some new ones. That's just a part of the game. So that's kind of where it's been as far as where the podcast went. Pat, my relationship is still as strong as ever. I love him like midnight loves the moon and nothing is going to change that. And I'm enjoying helping, trying to help grow this network. We got, um, I got a former Oakland Raider, now the Las, Las Vegas Raider, former wide receiver, Kenny Shedd with his new show, Kenny Shedd Uncuffed, which you can check out here on the network. Um, he's knocking out his kinks too. Be patient. He's got some incredible guests coming up, some incredible stories. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where it was, man. And then last summer, um, I was in the Quad Cities for several months working on just different projects. And then last summer around, actually, end of the summer, August, October, end of October, I moved back here to St. Louis. And, you know, life kind of took, you know, very, very unexpected and crazy turn, man. Um I got back and within a few days I was I missed a call from my oldest daughter and my mom called me she's like you know your daughter's trying to get a hold of you it's related to her mom which I had heard and had been informed like months earlier that she'd been going through some of her own health issues but uh I finally get a hold of my daughter and she's you know crying uncontrollably and I'm that can never be good and, you know, the words will forever haunt me and reverberate in my brain. She says, they're taking mom off of life support tomorrow. And, you know, this is my daughter's mom. You know, we shared a relationship and I didn't even know she was on life support to be taken off. And, um... It's tough, man, because I I oh I never I love her. I loved her mother. I wasn't, you know, the relationship changed and I wasn't in love with her, but I honored the fact that we shared time together and we had a child together. And unfortunately, over the last like again, all things changed, our relationship changed and we just hadn't spoken that much for a variety of reasons, which I really won't get into, but we hadn't spoke much at all. And to find out that news was obviously upsetting. Um, you know, I, I love her. I loved her. I loved Vivian. She was, you know, not all the times were bad. You know, the relationship took a sour end, obviously. That's why we broke up. But we had some amazing times. And we had a beautiful daughter. 
And quite frankly, you know, that's that happened last November. So the, the ripple effect of that is still unfortunately playing out with um, with her with her other children, not just my child, but the other children she had. So and then, you know, the next couple of days after that, after I find out that news uh, the next day, actually, I went to go visit her uh, at the hospital and having not spoken to her for so long and then going in and seeing her on life support was was a tough pill to swallow to say the least and um i was scared honestly i couldn't go in the room for several minutes a long time i just i thought she's gonna like wake up and be like get the fuck out of here she loved me too i know she loved me too but like i said it just things didn't end great um and so seeing her like that it was it was really tough man it was really tough and i stayed there for a while and her other kids showed up and you know without getting into too much of their personal life it was it was uh their kid her other kid didn't have the best relationship with her dad so when some of the kids came in it was very very tough to see their mom like that and just me they're my they're my daughter's siblings, so I went up and gave them hugs and gave them my love. And um, so that was just tough, man. And then they took her off of life support, and Vivian, being the stubborn human being that she was, went down swinging, man. She they took the breathing tube out and took her off life support, and she stayed alive for I think maybe it was like a day. A day and a half but um you know this even prior to that my daughter she she did her best to stay so strong when we went up and visited her but when we were leaving you know we're about to leave I just I tried to I tried to keep myself as strong as possible for her and I obviously lost it later but listening to my daughter wail and say goodbye to her mother was something I'll never forget and it's not anything I wish on anybody obviously but it was really really hard and then so like I said they took her off life support and um she passed away and I was at her funeral I was one of her Paul Bears I mean even to this moment it's just surreal I can't believe she's gone and it's weird because like my best friend, he's like, she's going to haunt you. <laughs> it's not that she's haunted me, but she's been in my dreams a lot lately. And it's so weird because one of the last ones, like it was so vivid. I looked at him like, man, what the, like you scared us, you know, I thought you were gone. And, you know, waking up and realizing, you know, she, she is gone. But so that happened and life has just been i mean it, the older you get it's just i mean not that you deal with your own mortality but the more you lose friends family loved ones you really and, and me personally i've really attempted and did tried did my, done my best to maintain an attitude of serious gratitude for so much man you know, I know the world's on fire and, you know, we kind of marinate and how fucked up things are. But we have so much more than we don't have. We are blessed beyond belief. 
down from our family members down to this second, this moment, this breath we are taking. And so I try to just be thankful for all of that, man. And I've just rearranged things in my life, put, uh, just reordered priorities. Obviously, my family, my loved ones, my children. I have a grandson now. My oldest daughter had a grandson, young Emmett, who is just amazing. And I'm glad my daughter's mom had a chance to see him before she passed away. But, um... So, yeah, man, just trying to um, live the best life possible, recognizing that there is darkness in the world, but doing my best to stay in the light. Um, like I said, the conspiracy farm could be back sometime down the line. I'm not sure. I got some really cool guests coming up. Pat Militich is one of them coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I'm trying to grow the network. Um, I said, we, well, like I said, I can't mention any names, but we have some other names coming up on deck that are going to be signing up with the network. Um and just again, man, trying to just get out of my own way, stay out of my own way and enjoy the blessings that we have in life, man. It's just life is too incredibly too short to be giving shit your energy that doesn't deserve it. And so I'm just done a good job of trying to command my space, keeping things in my life, which, you know, help me stay in the light and, you know, have zero threshold for the bullshit and stress. Like they say in war games, the best way to win is not to play. I posted something not too long ago. I'm like, I've, I never really was into arguing with people about this and that, but it's like, if I'm at the stage of my life. If you say five plus five is, is 13, then fuck yeah, dude, you got it. Get it how you live it. My, my desire to argue or correct anybody's errant perceptions of anything is absolutely non-existent, man. Get it how you live it, live your life. Cause you know, it's short. It's short. And um, unfortunately, sometimes it, it takes horrible situations to remind us how short and valuable um, life is. But sometimes out of the most incredible crises that we think that we can't get past come some of the most amazing things that we've ever experienced in life. And so for me, just having deal, dealt with my own loss and just life stuff, it's make, it's truly made me cherish cherish life that much more. Not that I really took it for granted, but, you know, some of us, I mean, it's kind of hard not to, but having certain shit happen really helps to put things in perspective. So I hope this wasn't too much nonsense for you guys. Uh, I hope I filled in some gaps, answered some questions. Um, if you do have any other questions and feedback about the show, um, it's me speaking to you like the whole way I spell it. I-T-S-M-E-S-P-K and the number two letter U at gmail.com. Give me questions, feedback. Uh, if you want to record some voice messages, uh, giving feedback, I might even play it on the show. But uh, again, <clears throat> thank you guys so very much, man. Thank you guys so much. And I, like I said, I hope this wasn't too much of a bummer for you guys, but I wanted to try to cover a lot of bases here, answer some questions, like I said, about the farm, what I've been up to, and just uh, this, this stuff that's been going on. And uh, I hope I answered some questions for you guys. So... Stay tuned. Um, I have some cool guests lined up here in the next couple of days. And I said Pat's coming on here next week. And just going to keep, keep trying to do what I love. And I have a passion for this. And I really enjoy it. And again, I'm, nowadays, I'm not that I was hugely motivated by like numbers and subscribers and this and that. I just love doing this, man. I really enjoy doing this. And if all if the numbers and whatever else come as a byproduct of my passion, so be it. If not, I still enjoy doing it. So, 
I don't know. I hope you guys halfway enjoyed this one. I know it wasn't the, the most uplifting thing in the world, but I kind of want, I really, like I said, it was difficult hitting record on this because I knew all the stuff I had to say, but hopefully I, mean, I feel maybe it was a little bit of podcast therapy for me. So I love you guys, man. And, um, I hear often, and I'm not stealing this line, but I kind of am be good to yourself. You deserve it. And, um, uh, command your space. Not everything deserves your energy. Life is short, man. Live this song, bitch. All right. I love you guys. Peace. Respect.